0: I'm hearing me. Check, check, check. What up? What up? What up? Those guys. <clears throat> Super duty, tough work back in the building. Yeah, man. Doing God's work <laughs> as per usual. Yes. Yes. Weekly. Yes. You know, every week is mm-hmm. a little slice of heaven from the podcasting. God's. Yes, sir. Pritinificence in a logic in the place to be. I know she parked out front today. I did. I did. I did. There was no, you know, cars with the hood up. Get used to that. <laughs> Thanks to Frank. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. Frank blessed us. <laughs> you know, them fools moved out Friday and Saturday. Oh word. Yeah, across the street. They so go. they done. They, they done. they done. Oh, that's beautiful. Yep. Yeah, so the the trucks you see now is uh They just cleaning out. Yep, yeah, the landlord's over there remodeling it and everything and mm-hmm. uh it's a good time, man. It's yeah, I know you. I know you were smiling. Didn't even have to use my AK. <laughs> Did not have to use my AK. It's a beautiful thing, man. Moms cooked the breakfast with no hog. Right, right. Hey, it's a good day. <laughs> Got a page from a girl I was trying to dig out. <laughs> it's one of those. <laughs> it was a good day, man. That's dope. Yeah, because I saw the truck. I'm like hmm yeah that's not i ain't seen that one before Mm-mm, it's clean yeah 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 Yeah. that's different that's a that's a different truck yeah that's the owner truck yeah not the uh the, the renter truck yeah that's that's wild yeah it's going it's going good man you know it's been uh it's been quiet no more hiccups man you I know, feel that? i walked out friday morning i looked i seen fools with you know they was loading their shit out i said hell yeah <laughs> word I'm gonna miss them in terms of the hood tales. But right, right, right. That's about it. Yeah. No more bullshit. None. But there was no hood machetes. tales before they got here. Of course. So of course you know. there was. I think we continue the tradition without them. Yeah. I mean, it's the you know it's always stories in the hood. <laughs> you know you can't can't miss it. <laughs> it's true, man so you know uh oh this week what's going on this week man oh i don't have no more screenings last nah. week was the last shit. week was this shit yeah man yeah we, we did the columbus screening uh-huh uh the wexner center good turnout good yeah turnout. for those who came out it was a rainy wednesday but we still did numbers yeah put them numbers on the board <laughs> word <laughs> and uh it was a success man it was success so uh, shout out to everybody who made it out to columbus screening kingdom no crown and uh, you know there might be more in the future. I'm in talks with some people about some things, uh, and uh, you know it's it's going down. You know, right now taking a slight pause, okay, to get the pre-orders out. But that's it, man. It's uh, I'm just I'm just grateful, man. Oh. You know, and uh, every week, man. We talk about it. It's like we're we're telling the story live in front of people. Yeah, it's real, man. People are watching it unfold. Watching it, you know. They can touch it. Yeah, like oh shit, I remember. I I listened to the whole fucking thing. <laughs> right when it was going down. No, no, it's it's officially here. Right. So yeah, man. Uh, this week. This week we uh we talking about something that this is a user uh, topic, a fan topic that uh, was given to us. Mm-hmm. And we got and this is from the homie too. I don't, the homie. I don't think we've done one of his topics before. Nah. Avid listener. Yeah, this goes out to our guy, Il Poetic. Uh, You know, he's out in San Fran now. He's our, I'm sorry, not San Fran, San Diego now. But that's our Ohio people. Mm -hmm. And I asked for topics the other day, and he hit us with this one. It was about um, the top hurdles in rolling out a release and uh, what we learned from those projects Mm -hmm. and, you know, what we're going to be applying to future projects. And, uh, you know, I heard that I was like, word. Yeah. And he's saying that because he's in the middle of a campaign right now. Yeah. So I'm sure he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He probably is having <clears throat> some obstacles. Probably. That's true, man. This is know? his first major, you know, campaign. So. Yeah. Got that vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. It looks real, though. It looks very very it heavy. looks real nice. But it's. Yeah. Take, I'm sure. <laughs> takes a lot of space in the house. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. It can. He said he had 33 boxes of vinyl. Ooh. It's very real. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I know what that's like. Yeah. Real life. Yeah. Got gotta move those gotta move them they look good but you know you don't want them to be like your coffee table right kitchen table right i'm sure his wife is like get these fucking things out of my house <laughs> as soon as possible right that's what it's about <laughs> you know so uh we're gonna talk about what we've learned uh we're gonna go through like uh several projects of ours in the past and i'm gonna you know by name and i'll logic uh, just got a couple you know to toss in about just like what we went through with those specific projects like our biggest hurdle and what we learned and what we walked away uh with it from with and uh That's it. Yeah. We'll be right back. Why? now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host Blueprint. Raw and uncut. Adult conversations. No shucking. No jobbing, And no bullshit. Oh man, we back. Back in the place. Uh, mistakes. Mistakes. We've made those. Yeah. Plenty. Yeah. Oodles. Oodles, oodles, and oodles are <laughs> O's and O's. Mad mistakes. You know, a cornucopia <laughs> of mistakes and whatnot yeah man all over the place over the years oh man i'm gonna set it off man all right this is this is this is a big lesson that i've learned i'll start from the most recent and okay. i've talked about this on this podcast before mm-hmm. but i'm gonna I'm wrap it up a little smoother today for everybody and this is so i'm gonna go my list is gonna go from my most recent to the oldest so i'm gonna okay. go back three or four years but this lesson is from the king no crown movie And this is a lesson and a mistake I made and there's probably two mistakes I made here three of them I'll I'll call it out so the first mistake was the whole doing the film tour but not promoting the pre-ordering of the film yeah huge (laughs) ball was dropped (laughs) yeah very big ball hey I'm premiering it when is it dropping no clue right (laughs) it wasn't like I didn't know right Right. I right. knew the fucking dates. Right. You had it. It's you, advertised yes, on my website. It is. My goofy ass <laughs> goes out there with no physical promo to tell people other than it's on such and such date. Right. It's on the da-da-da. Go to this website. Yeah. I'm sending them. I'm I'm <laughs> You never want to make people remember shit. Nah, nah. Man. You don't want if you want people to do something. Make sure they have as little to remember as possible. Right, give them, give them aids. Yes, make it brainless, dude. Like right. you can't tell someone to go searching for some shit that they need right now. They will forget that shit before they get to the crib, before they get to their car. <laughs> then something else. As soon as they walk out the the, the movie theater, it's right, gone, right. They're off to something else, and my goofy ass fucked up. Mm. That's mistake number one. <laughs> That's a big one. That's, that's pretty it's big. good that we can laugh about this right, you know right. so I hope people at home are listening to this because this is you know people don't even usually talk about this shit but yes. yeah I blew it on that one blew it and you know it's crazy it's like every time I do screenings I be like oh man I gotta get those flyers <laughs> Then you're like, I got a week of screenings and no flyers. I got to get the flyers this time. Right. Then I get home. I would forget to put it on my to-do list. Uh-huh. And then it wouldn't get done. And then all of a sudden I'm preparing. And I'm like, oh, I ain't got time to get the fucking flyers. And <laughs> I'm just salty. Huh. Huge ball dropped. Yeah. Okay. Another mistake I made with this campaign was uh, I should have announced it earlier. Yes. This is something I talked about in my Q&A the other day about like the difference between hip hop and film. In hip hop, we can have a window of 4 weeks to 8 weeks, mm-hmm. 12 weeks, it's okay. And that's that's normal, mm-hmm. right? You can say, "Okay, I got this record coming out next month." If your people are tuned in, right. they're ready. Yeah. Especially if you haven't dropped anything before. With film, you don't see that. Mm-hmm. With film, you look at what goes on in the industry, the standard is to be promoting things that even come out next year. Right. Oh, yeah. It's stuff. I've seen promos for stuff 2019 already. Right. <laughs> like, like this uh, is it the Avengers movie that's coming yeah. out now? We've been seeing promo for that for two years. Yeah, at least. Two or three years. At least. Like, yeah. the last Iron Man came out. Right. And they were promoting the Avengers movie. Right. And the, the, even the Captain America was like a year or two ago. Yeah. And they're promoting this movie. Mm-hmm. That's the big lesson for me. Like you gotta start earlier. Yeah. The reason I didn't start earlier was because I had self doubt. Mm-hmm. I had the feeling like if you announce this and you don't finish it, man, you gonna look crazy out here. Yeah, don't look crazy. Mm-hmm. Wait till you know you got this <laughs> shit in the bag. Yeah, then go out. That that voice, that inner <clears throat> doubt, was fucking with me, man. Yeah, I dropped the ball. Yeah. I should have been. I should have been like, yo. I'm making a movie. I should have been talking about this in 2015, 2016. Right, right, when you yeah. started it. Yeah. yeah, bitches, it's coming. <laughs> we in print, I don't fucking know. But it's, going, it's coming. It's coming. It's that's, coming. That's it. Just get ready. Yeah, get ready. You know what I'm saying? Get your dollars ready. Put, you know what I'm saying? Put your dollars up. It's going down. <laughs> What's up? Put, pull your piggy banks aside. We're <laughs> about to crack them motherfuckers in 2017. any up on them pennies. Like, that's what I should have been talking about right, right. drop the ball man <sighs> dropped it oh. but see coming from it's so easy to drop the ball on that one because i i, I didn't go you to, didn't know i didn't know yeah you coming from hip-hop coming from hip-hop yeah so you didn't know i'm thinking all i need is 12 weeks right what i'm finding out is like now that i've been promoting it for three three months four months now it's the buzz is higher now than it was then. Right, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I'd have been doing this way earlier? You're right, I could have had even more buzz right now, rolling into the next phase. Mm-hmm. If I'd have just started earlier. Yeah. Now I learned the fucking lesson. I'm yeah. Not doing that again. I'm right. just gonna be public about it, even if I don't have a lot to show. I want to start having those conversations earlier, and having those conversations earlier would at least allow me to like uh, take advantage of opportunities that could be extended to me. Mm-hmm. And that's something, too, where, you know, just as you start getting your momentum, you're like, oh, shit, I'm running up against the release date. Mm-hmm. What if I could have done this for another two, three months? Right. It really, really killed it. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah. Maybe next time. Yeah, it happens, though, especially in yeah. a new a new medium. Yeah. You know, so those are my those are my two big mistakes from from that campaign. Mm. So, you know, beautiful. What you got? Um, So my first one. Um, goes back to um, a little album, a little Diddy, <laughs> a little Diddy, a little uh, Diddy uh. called "Capture the Sun." Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the biggest things I learned during that camp for that, like the campaign itself, was dope. Yes, you it know was. what I'm saying. The campaign itself. I was a part of that. Very dope. Fire. You know what I'm saying? Fire. Heat. Mad dye lines. Yeah, Mad Dylons. You know, we had the beach balls and yes. Frisbee sunglasses. Yeah, you had the web series. Web series. The things was Things it was, was popping, yes. you know? The videos. He was rocking. It was going. It was going good, you know? And then uh, we go on tour. Yes. And, uh, well, this one is called Plan for the Worst. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I went on this tour yeah. and um, I was given... A box of CDs, basically. You were told you were yeah, going to get t- a- Well, I was told I was going to get more. Yeah, you were told you were going to get a lot of them. Lot- they were going to send you your merch. Yeah, I was going to get merched up. And we left Columbus with that fifty-pound box, thinking yeah. like, "Man, you got mad CDs in there." <laughs> right. O- only to get to the first city and have you open it up. Yeah. And it was like eight thousand posters in <laughs> <And> ten CDs. <laughs> and, and ten CDs. It was ten CDs. About about two thousand posters. <laughs> I had some um, some um, bottle openers. Yeah. Um, it was just bad. Nothing you could sell. Nothing I could sell. Nothing <laughs> I could sell. I had to get. I gave posters. I still got posters, dog. I still oh. got at least about about three four thousand posters. Yeah. Where you get all the posters from? <laughs> No, what was he bro. supposed to do with them? Oh no, bro! Just go out, and do street oh, no. team shit. Oh no, man. In The middle of the night after the show, just bomb the whole. City. I have no idea, but um, yeah. So I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> so I think I went through the first what week and a half, maybe two weeks of the tour with oh, no CDs. Man, you didn't. It was the West Coast, bro. Yeah. So it I, was. You didn't get CDs. I don't think until we was like past Texas. Yeah, and it was. And I, I yeah. mean, that's my markets too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it was all bad. Yeah. So I mean, I eventually had to, you know take matters into into my own hands you know so i could (laughs) handle that but i I learned a valuable lesson always be ready always be ready plan for the worst plan for the worst because you i mean who was who would have who would have known that (sighs) Doug, it was the illest who would have known that was gonna happen? it was the coldest practical joke that wasn't a practical (laughs) joke right we was all like whoa no i just imagine him in the office like yeah wait till he (laughs) opens up this box Dog, it was so bad. It's so heavy. I'm sure he thinks he's got some CDs in It here. was so bad. dog. It was so bad. My feelings were hurt. Yeah, that's it was funny as hell, man. I was like, oh, was sick. I was so sick. <laughs> so sick. So, yeah. So like the thing about that, too, is like, like we could get into is like that. And we talked about it a long time ago. It's like um, the reason that you weren't able to prepare is because you had put that into the hands of another label, right. and this was your first time dealing with them. Right, right, right. So you didn't even know. So like when you and I say I need merch for the road, right, that doesn't mean ten thousand posters, right. That means t-shirts, right, CDs, right, books. If nothing else, vinyl. CDs. Yeah, if, yeah. You need music, <laughs> right, to sell. You had a brand new album, mm-hmm. and they. And you were going on, we were, this was the the. Bimba Don't Break. Yeah, this is the this Bimba, Bimba Don't, Break. Don't Break tour. So, so that yeah. was like, what, four, five, five weeks? Yeah, yeah, five weeks. Yeah. yeah, five, six weeks. So it was a pretty long tour. Yeah. And we were out there and you have nothing to sell. Nothing. And it, it was just really fucked up. But that is the thing about the lesson from that that I take away is like, yo, number one when you start having these conversations with people who are not of the same cloth as us right we got to have some agreement on the terminology first right and expectations yeah let them know what i expect of them yeah. you know because they damn sure let let me know what they expect from me yeah, contractually you yeah. know what i mean this is true so but like know. but when you and i say merch right we mean merch sellable things yeah sellable things things music yeah right when they say merch they're just sending out a bunch of promo Mm -hmm. i don't know what they even bought that shit for right who's gonna put that up right you know and so it's like that is the lesson like yo you gotta make sure you speak in the same language as these fools and like you said having the same expectations because without that Lost in the Sauce, sick. You get ten thousand CDs and ten—I mean, ten thousand posters and ten CDs. That'll happen. Uh, yeah, so that was yours. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll take a break. Word. This is Blueprint here to remind all the listeners of the Super Duty Tough Work podcast that my new film, King No Crown, is available for pre-order right now on Waitlist.net. The film is available on deluxe DVD. VHS, in digital format, right now. We have some special pre-order packages that come with a signed 11 by 17 poster, a bag of microwave popcorn, and even t-shirts available. The official release date of the movie is November 21st, but physical orders will ship out on November 17th. If you've been listening to me talk about this project for the last several months, now is the time to support. I didn't do a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe for this project to ask for financial help in the making of the film, but I am asking all of my supporters to support the project by ordering a copy of it now that it's available. And remember, supporting creative projects like the King No Crown movie helps make it easier for us to create things like this very podcast that you're listening to super duty tough work so go to waitlist.net right now and order your copy today i appreciate your support back to the program <laughs> shoot <laughs> sorry then <laughs> so we back word in the building yes sir the most infamous always podcast talking about mistakes we made mm-hmm. and we made plenty You know, you know, shout out to our guy, Ilpo, for the ill topic this week. Nice. And uh, we're going to keep it moving, man. This is a uh, I'm going to take it back to the previous project. Take it. And uh, this is one uh, a mistake I made. It's kind of a mistake, but then it's almost not a mistake. But it is because if I could do it again, I would probably change it. Right. And this is for the Genesis, uh, the Vigilante Genesis project I released in 2016. Now, overall, I felt I had a dope campaign in terms of, like, the online component. Right. With the pictures and everything. Yeah. I was slaying that. Like, I was slaying Facebook so hard that I was like, I don't got to do anything else. I found a special sauce. Right. right. I found the ingredients to reach. Like, I was getting reach on posts that were, like, 10 times the number of followers I have. Mm -hmm. Right. So, imagine you have 10,000 followers. Yeah. You get a post every time you post, you're getting 40,000 reach. That's insane. Right. And so I was getting these crazy reach numbers and I was doing good. Mm-hmm. But where I fucked up at was that I didn't uh, start the visual thing soon enough. Mm-hmm. I had I tried to shoot one video, I failed at it. Mm-hmm. I should have probably got somebody else to shoot it, yeah. but I didn't really. That didn't work out. You know what I'm saying? So I shot a video. It didn't come out good the first night or two I shot. So I had to scrap the footage. So then I was like, okay, well maybe I should do something where there's not. Uh, it's not dependent on me being it. Maybe something animated, you right. know, limited animation type shit. And I've done that before, and um, just didn't get a good enough jump start on it. Mm-hmm. And and long story short. I ended up not releasing any visuals for that album. That's my biggest regret because when people, I don't necessarily, I like the fact that people are able to listen to it and form the image in their head. Right. I love that. Um, so that's an unintended kind of benefit of a bad situation. But ideally, you don't want to be putting out anything in this era right. without. without visuals. Yeah. Something on YouTube to where people can go there. And that's where they discover it, and it allows them to have a, a deeper understanding of what it is you were doing on a record. Mm-hmm. And that is my biggest regret of that promotional thing, yeah. effort, is that I couldn't pull it together in time to to to, to get something out visually. Mm-hmm. Now, people say, well, why? You know what I mean? The why is actually because I was burnt out. Yeah. Like 2016. If you look at what I did between 2010 and 2016, I dropped a record every year. Yeah, plus books. Yeah, plus books. Yeah, right. So, so 2010 we dropped, uh Greenhouse. 2010, yeah. 2011 was Adventures. 2012 was um, Deleted Scenes, and that and I toured on all of these records. Mm-hmm. 2013 was so that was uh, the Bemba Don't, Bemba Break. Don't Break. Yeah. 2014 was uh, Respect the Architect. Mm-hmm. 2015 was king no crown yeah and then finally we come to 2016 and deleted scenes was in there somewhere of <laughs> scenes was 2012 it was 2012. Okay, yeah. yeah. so like from 2000 that's six years straight of touring uh you know at least 60 to 90 days a year you know yeah. what i'm saying if you look at the total amount of tour dates i was playing and i think by the time I had I had done *Vigilante Genesis* maybe around 2012 2013. We had done it way before it came out. Mm-hmm. But by the time it came out, that year leading up to that, I was really feeling burnt out. Mm-hmm. You know, like 2015, we had gotten a van accident. I was kind of falling back a little bit. Like, let me just chill and do some creative stuff. And by the time I got there, my heart just wasn't in like going as hard and mm-hmm. doing a 60 day 90 day tour. Yeah. So so. I wasn't mentally there. And this is something that's kind of beyond tactical. Mm-hmm. Like you can be as strategic as possible and as tactical as possible. But if your heart's not in something, it's not going to be good. Yeah. Because and, and especially with a project like that, you want it to be top notch. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because it was such a good project that you didn't want to half ass the the extras that went along with it. Right. You know, and so it's better that you didn't do it. Yeah, because it would have been totally half assed and mm-hmm. I could have released A video but what I was working on I wasn't I didn't feel like it it got there like it it wasn't next level Mm -hmm. like I felt the music was and so I was just like you know what this is but I just had to look at it like well fuck it this is one where obviously I would change it if I could but at the same time maybe I needed that Mm -hmm. maybe you know and then you know what's crazier about it is like at that time I felt burnt out But I still had too many projects on my plate that I was working on. And it wasn't until like fall of 2016 when I got audited that I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's when everything hit the wall. Right. Now, I was feeling it earlier that year like, yo, I need to take a real break Mm -hmm. not none of this oh yeah you don't tour this summer right or you don't tour you know like we usually do it was like no you need to take a year away from just all of that yeah do normal shit get your work-life balance back in order um get you know and just just feel good again and don't feel like you have to drop something every year to Mm -hmm. matter right and uh that that year taught me that because by the fall when all that shit hit the fan i dropped everything anyway Mm -hmm. right after that record came out i was forced to right because you had something else (laughs) more important way bigger (laughs) you know i was like well shit i'm done with all this shit and uh that 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 is something that i look back on and i feel like i could have had i have started earlier Mm -hmm. maybe i wouldn't have ran into that Right. But the reason I couldn't start earlier is because we had so many back to back to back and you know, how it is when you drop in records every year. All right? You and, and touring. Yeah. Soon as you get off that tour, you got to start creating yeah, for, content for, for the next record. Exactly. Yeah. Like you get home in September, October, November. You don't get to chill, right? You're constantly you're trying to, working. Yeah, you're trying to drop in spring, right? So you know you got to get that record off to duplication that fall, and then you got to turn right back around, start shooting videos when you just got home, right? Like the six year run I had, I was, hey man, fuck it, right? I'm proud of I'm going it. in, yeah. Yeah, I was going in, <laughs> but now after not doing it a year, I'm like, okay this pace was it was bound to to hit a wall yeah you know so like not being able to do that that was my one regret i thought i had a second one on there um oh the second regret about that which was maybe an offshoot of the first one was underestimating the importance of completely changing the live show for that record Mm -hmm. like what i've discovered i played a couple shows at the beginning and what i discovered was that you can't perform a story album in a live setting right unless you do the whole record right it's all or nothing yeah like either you're gonna play this thing front to back and be on some theatrical shit Mm -hmm. you know stage play shit or you gotta stay away from it Mm -hmm. and that's what i realized at the beginning and it made me think man you know i underestimated that Mm -hmm. i thought that you know i would get out there and be able to pull it off. Yeah, and just throw some songs into the set. Right. Yeah, nah. And it breaks the continuity of everything else in the set. Right. And so that, it, by not being able to put together the live component mm-hmm. uh, in a way that would have really complemented the record, I also limited the record a little bit in mm-hmm. terms of promo. Because like we're talking about, I already didn't have the visuals, but I could have went out and worked the record live if I'd have really put that, that, that legwork into this live show. Mm-hmm. Like, I should have been on some, like, fucking projectors visuals the Mm -hmm. whole shit like costumes yeah the whole mixed media fucking show it should have been all of that it Mm should have been the whole fucking thing and it should have been its own segment of the show uninterrupted by anything else. Right. Or I just play that and that's it. Yeah, because it was only, what, 15, 20 minutes, right? 20-something minutes, like yeah. 25 minutes, I think. So, and you usually play an hour. So, yeah, you know, you could put that in the middle of the show, beginning, end, whatever. That's what it should have been. Yeah. But that, to me, was something that I underestimated that I would totally do again if I could. Yeah, see, I have the same two regrets for the Lucid Logic record. Because okay. I... I wanted a lot more visuals like all of this in my head that I had planned for the record before yeah. we got to the actual campaign. I wanted all of that shit, but I think I got bombarded with trying to get the vinyl and getting that that messing up. And then I I just got I just got overwhelmed with other shit and I couldn't really get the planning for the visuals. I couldn't really get um, and I'm still, you know, hopefully um, the tour that we we're planning on doing next year, um, I can get with Lucid and get the stage show together because, I mean, he plays instruments. He play, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to just get up there and rap. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's a short record. You know what I mean? So I can perform the bulk of it, you know, and I want to I want to do that. But that's that's I have those same regrets for for my last record. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that whole thing just starts with what you, when you finish with something. You have to be so ahead of the game, right? Like when I think about, like even like a record like Adventures in Counterculture, because it had been years between solo records, mm-hmm. I was way ahead. Yeah, because you was learning how to play the piano. You was playing, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. playing instruments. She was getting yeah. ready for the stage part of that. Yeah, the performance of that right. record, all of that stuff. I, like yeah, I, the, it was smooth. Like I had everything lined up. Like you're saying, a stage show was lined up. I knew mm-hmm. I was gonna have live instruments. I knew what it was gonna look like, sound like, feel like. I knew it was gonna be different, and, and I was ready when mm-hmm. the time came. Right, I, because I had so many rec- years between records. I had mad visuals. Mm-hmm. Like I think we probably released maybe five videos for right. that record, and uh, I had uh, Rhymesayers did one of them. Mm-hmm. The other four or five were all me. Yeah, you know what I mean? all me pulling together myself. And I had pretty much all of those ready before the record came out. Yeah, and uh, that to me is. That's the best case scenario. Right. The more pieces you have before it comes out, the better you'll do at promoting it. And once you get to like two months before the record drops, a month before the record drop, and you're worried about tour dates, mm-hmm. you're worried about manufacturing and yeah. pre-orders, yeah. it's very hard to change gears and knock out music videos Right. when you're coming up against that. right. And get them out before the tour starts and make sure that they're promoted properly and, yep. and drops. And that's what I was up against coming into the vigilante genesis only because of the six years prior to that right you know like i never had that window i was touring all summer i'd get home in fucking september back at it right mm-hmm. you you can't chill and when i'm wanting to chill and take a couple months off there is no months off because if, uh. if you don't shoot in the fall you're gonna shoot all your videos in the winter yeah and everything looked the same yeah. everything, it's not it's not as much variation right so you lose man so uh you know it's the same thing you're talking about man i think i think the big thing on that is just like trying to be more advanced, so it takes the pressure off right because once you get in that that shortened window, it's hard yes and and momentum is as i like to say momentum is uh you know it's it's hard to gain but easy to lose it's real easy to lose, easy very easy to lose. Easy you know, so like it, you got to work so hard mm-hmm. to finally get motherfuckers to tune in. Yeah. And then when you got them, if you lose them, it's it's, it's hard. You don't get to start where you left off. Right, You got to go back mad steps. <laughs> right. <laughs> start running all over again. And it's, it's a fucking it's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. It sucks. So, yes, yeah, that was your number two. So I go on to my number three. Yeah. My third one is the um king no crown campaign now this is one that in general i was kind of happy with but it wasn't my best and i had a couple little things i didn't like that i felt i could have done better the main thing that i mistake i think i made on this record was that because i had worked on the record for so long before putting it out uh i had made videos for some songs that weren't on the record anymore right and so, by the time I had assembled the final version of the record, songs had changed, mm-hmm. track listing changes. <laughs> I'm sitting on videos for songs that are no longer on the record, mm-hmm. and it's causing this continuity problem between how do you drop a song in a video? How do you use this piece that's not connected to the project to promote the project? And yeah, there's two videos that come to mind. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. I remember, there's a couple of yeah. them, right? And it, and it that. Totally was because of this whole cycle we're talking about where you're dropping every year, mm-hmm. but also you get home, you're working on this stuff, and you know, you don't want to lock a record in if you think you could make it better, right? And so, by the time I finally locked it in, the, it had changed, and mm-hmm. I would have had to go back and redo multiple things. Okay, well, this song's on the record that wasn't on there, and this is not on there, so now let me shoot videos for that. So, what it ended up being was that it was a scenario where the music videos actually released from it were not what I thought were the absolute best songs from the record right not the first like I I feel like the first thing people hear from a record should be the dopest shit on a record Mm -hmm. period in case you never hear those people again right in case they never tune in again right and so you want to come out with the the shit that just pushes wigs back Mm -hmm. I had a lot of video treatments Mm -hmm. I had a lot of ideas but I didn't execute when it came to that very first thing, mm-hmm. I do think that people who bought the record got it because it was one of those records was a one continuous yeah piece. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, th- to some extent, maybe having the first crazy single wasn't necessary with that record. Mm-hmm. But to me, I felt like it would have helped bring more attention to the project had I have been able to not spend the time on the joints that didn't make the record. <laughs> yeah. And spend the time on the joints the dead. that did mm-hmm. That's something where you know because you got limited Resources right we can't be shooting we, we, we got limited budgets we just can't shoot We can't be wasting music videos right yeah Yeah you can't you can't that shit is Priceless yeah and then you put out like how do I use this to promote this record when this Is not representative of what the record Sounds like right tough situation Very tough and you know I, I Did my best as usual but That that's probably my biggest uh, Regret about there You know about that record Oh, word well mine my next one is um it goes to the goes back to the lucid logic record and it goes goes with the um the man who thinks with his own mind record yeah it maximizing the earning potential yeah of the albums because with the man who thinks with his own mind record i didn't really tour i did probably a week in cali um And I should have I should have done a whole fucking tour around that record. You know what I'm saying? Because it was such a different record and a different sound for me. I should have. And I had ideas for for stage show. I had ideas for all of that. And I didn't maximize what could be done with the record. I didn't. I did what? Two videos for the record. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have a real solid campaign. Like I kind of I kind of flubbed that record, you know, really bad. You know what I'm saying? I I really I really I'm really upset because I really love that album. But it's like. You know, you only have a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. You only have a certain window where you can maximize the potential of an album. And if you don't take advantage of it from jump, from before the record comes out, yes, you know what I'm saying. Then you you kind of you you're lost in the sauce because once the record drops, you can't yes. go back and regain the momentum Mm-mm. of the record because it's already out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Especially in this microwave society where people, you know, they move on so quick. It's like you know, if you ain't prepared to be dropping regularly you know while during the campaign and while the record is bubbling then you're going to be lost in the sauce. It's true. It's true. And that last point you made is really really important about how because there's so much more coming out. There's right. so much more content be it music, video, everything that the windows are now smaller. Yes. So like before we used to be able to you know say a record was coming out 6 months in advance. People would be at high you know drop a single two or three singles by the time you came to it people were ready like yo anticipating walking in a store cracking the fucking shrink wrap off of it and then they the conversations would start then right now we're at a situation where the conversations end on release day. <laughs> and that's so fucked up. Right. It's so fucked up. Like <laughs> It's like, oh, I got it now. What's next? Right. You what's know? next? That's it. <laughs> that's you, it. You, they hear it. The conversation is over. Mm-hmm. Been there, done that. Whereas before, we were just opening the conversation. Oh, I got this new Logic record. What do y'all think? What do y'all think? Is right. it good? Is it a classic? Is it is it better than this record? The, the debate start. The review start. Mm-hmm. Now? all of that has switched, shifted to before. Mm-hmm. And so now I think that actually what you do before a record comes out is more important than ever now. Yeah. Even though it didn't used to be because you used to be able to extend the life with touring mm-hmm. with just people having less, you know, less competition in terms of what's, you know, fighting for their attention. Now it's different, man. Like if you don't have a strong campaign before, mm-hmm. man, the, the release date is the dead date. it's like it's dead. It's dead. It's dead after that. And I think and the, and the thing that I think another reason why it was so it was so hard that time because that was the first record that I actually took and did all by myself. That was right after. That was the next record after Capture the Sun. Yeah. So that was the first. I mean, and I did those the EPs of those records, and I used that same formula, but it was different because I didn't have Blockhead's name attached to it, and it wasn't as much of an anticipated. You know, yeah. project. So I kind of took that for granted, and I didn't really plan it out as well as I could have planned it out. I think my campaign was okay, but yeah. it could have been a lot better if yeah. I really would have put a lot more, you know, effort and maximized it a, a little better. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's real, man. Yeah. Okay, we'll uh, we'll take a break. To the last one. Over the last several months, as the podcast has been growing people have been asking how they can support the super duty tough work podcast well here's three simple ways to support the podcast number one spread the word this is the easiest and most effective way to support the podcast in fact it's free and doesn't cost you a thing so there's no reason not to do it if you're listening to us and like what we do Please take a couple of seconds and share the podcast on your social media pages. So whether you have Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, it's highly likely that you've got some friends who share similar interests and tastes and would dig the podcast, too. That helps bring more listeners to the podcast and it helps us grow. The second way you can help support Super Duty Tough Work is to comment and rate now if you're on iTunes or you have an iTunes account give your boys that five-star rating we need that the more five-star ratings and comments we have the higher our show ranks and the easier it becomes for people to find it if you're on SoundCloud there's a heart icon next to each episode on the left side that's the like button hit that like button while you're listening also Add a comment while you're listening and join the discussion. All feedback is welcome. The third way you can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast, the most valuable podcast on planet Earth, is to support our music. As you know, Elogic and I are artists. We both put out albums. Elogic makes albums. Buy his albums. I make albums and books. Anytime you support our music, you are supporting the making of the show. You can find my music, books, and t-shirts at weightless.net. That's the word weightless.net. Go there, pick up something, and know that what you spent your money on is an investment back into creative projects like Super Duty Tough Work. In fact, I have a sale going on right now where you can get all three of my books for just $25. I'll even sign the books for you if you request it in your order form. So there you have it. That's three separate ways you can support the podcast. The first two cost you nothing. We thank you for your support already. Back to the show. Ah, yes. Yeah, boy. The guys. Back in the place. We're back, man. Last joint. Last joint, man. And we talking about this week. Mistakes. Do-overs. Do-overs. Wishing you could do it over. <laughs> Things you wish you could get back. Mm-hmm. But you can't, man. So, like, my last one is uh, one from 2014. Mm-hmm. And this is uh the Respect the Architect release. And this is a different one, kind of regret, because it's more like uh, you don't know what you're getting into, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, like going into the respect to architect project, I kind of was starting to do a lot more with like the web store, more mm-hmm. online stuff, the tiered packaging. I was getting real fly with it. <laughs> the word. And I just had this feeling like, yo, this shit, I'm gonna be ready for this shit. <laughs> going this shit's gonna smash. Right. I wanted that, right? But what happened? It smashed, (laughs) right? You were not prepared. I was not prepared for the demand of that thing. So what happened is like, what I realized is that like, the more business you do, the more customers you get, right? So you sit there, we always complain. I just need more sales. I just need more customers. I just need more. Oh man, if my web store did this, I would be able to do that. And uh, And here I am getting it right but what i got with that was way more customer service right i got an email after email it took me six weeks the first six weeks after it was released i was still doing customer service fixing bad orders you know right. you because you, you start fucking up people's orders after you get so, yeah, many. so many you got yeah by yourself yeah yeah you gotta fuck up some orders yep. I, mean, I just knew wrong cd <laughs> extra cd Bruh, not enough <laughs> not enough packages People, and i was i've said this in life anytime somebody ordered like Two of something yeah i only put one in there because i didn't even know i wasn't trained myself to right. look at the quantity right because you just think oh they just want one they want one. yeah and and what i was looking at the i was just looking at a packing slip it didn't have the price total okay if i would saw the price total i would have known something's wrong with right. one item costing twice as much right but because i just looked at the packing slip and not the quantity i was like oh well just this, this just tells me what's in it not the number of it mm-hmm. and so i fucked up mad orders man like, <laughs> You know, V.C. says, more money, more problems. (laughs) Man, look, more customers, more customer service. Yeah, that's real. That's the new shit. That's real. More customers, more customer service. And if you're not prepared for the customer service Mm -hmm. that you're gonna create in expanding your business, then you're gonna have some problems, man. Like yeah. you're gonna be doing fixing shit forever. And it's gonna cost you money to fix all of your mistakes. Yeah, because you gotta resend that package out for free. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes to other countries. Yeah, well, yes, and that is not cheap, dog. That is not eat cheap. That. Yeah, you gotta eat it. So I ate, I ate some shit, man, on that one. It was like, yo. Especially vinyl. Ooh, bro, vinyl going overseas, dog. Is no joke. You Don't let that shit get lost. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the 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 uh, the silver lining is that I had that experience to really, really teach me about customer service. Right. Like since that shit, it made me really, really take special care to like, OK, how are you mailing this out? Mm-hmm. Double checking your work. Right. Being early enough to where you can not only just package these up to where you can double check, triple check, make sure you got. You right. know what I mean? And keeping a system in place to where you can track everything. Now, this was prior to me using Mm stamps.com so when i wasn't using stamps.com i had to keep all my little receipts yep so you can see all the tracking numbers yeah Yeah. every single tracking number i didn't have a digital way to search and go through the tracking numbers and a person's package Mm -hmm. and now i mean that's kind of technical for the people listening but it means a lot yeah like like your ability to go and type in your tracking number when you when you know when ups sends you something Mm -hmm. that's kind of important yeah i didn't have the ability to do that quickly Mm -hmm. um prior to that record and so that record taught me like yo you gotta your system ain't gonna scale up right your system is cool you need to do something else yeah yeah Yeah. like you got effort right that counts (laughs) your heart is in the right place dog but not to these people that ain't getting Uh, their packages yeah they don't care what you went through right they don't care that your system is fucked up they just want their package yeah where's it at bro Right. Hey, it's been a week. It's been a few days. I looked, it's not there again. Mm-hmm. You sent it to me, but this wasn't in there. You sent me two of these. I didn't even order this shit. <laughs> you sending me shit I ain't ordering, not the shit I did. Right. And I'm just like, ah, every day this shit is coming in about some mistake I made and the the fact that I couldn't fix it quickly through through searching the orders made it even dif- more difficult. Now, yeah. since then, I've switched to stamps.com and that has helped like really, really help me can i can look up any order now yeah you can probably look up by name yeah by name by zip code yeah by you know first last name and anything city address any field i can search now by their tracking number by the the order number that i use when i put it in there i can search on all of that and tell you exactly where your shit is at when it's gonna get there and and leave me the fuck alone dog because you know the (laughs) shit coming man you know i got your package out right and even even better like the the stamps.com shit gives you the ability to let them track their shit. Mm-hmm. Which saves me time. Right. So like I didn't have that system in place. I wasn't I wasn't using that system. So when I switched the system, it gave me the ability to put their email into the tracking. Mm-hmm. So now instead of them emailing me for information, USPS emails them mm-hmm. with their tracking as it moves. Okay. Which saves me email. Like yeah. I don't have to sit down and reply as much. Right. That's that's that by itself, huge. Mm-hmm. but I, I fucked up man that's when i learned that you know mo customers mo customer service issue man <laughs> yeah that's real and it's a real it's a real thing man and if if you're not ready for it you're going to actually alienate and fuck up the people who are trying to support you right and yeah. we don't know when this thing can go good like we've been releasing records for years and we try to step up with every release right mm-hmm but sometimes certain shit just falls in line right. and like my campaign for a respect architect was thorough to the motherfucker, man. Right. It was like, like everything was hitting everything that I wanted to do. I did it and it was just hit. And I'm like, this is the shit. And it was, it was hitting. And all of a sudden I'm like, Holy shit. <laughs> this is what happens yeah. when you're successful. Yeah. I yeah. asked for this. <laughs> this is more business than I've ever done on my website for any release. And, and, it, and it was not even close, mm-hmm. it was like way more. And I'm like, okay, now you would think that when the record is released, the work is over. Right. But it's not when you don't have a good system in place for customer support, returns, mm-hmm. that whole process, mm-hmm. tracking and a uh, long process. Yeah, so now I know, more customers, more customer service Yeah boy So that was my last one right Yeah that's it Okay This is a little shorter one But fuck it Yeah Sometimes we gotta give them You know light hit, them, bar- hit them with the light bars Light bars <laughs> That's light <laughs> That's light You know where the tape rock <laughs> That's light You know And uh Let me uh Shit I don't know if we can call these back Cause I didn't actually do uh, A summary of this But it's all good Yeah But yeah I hope y'all was listening Y'all just gonna have to run this back Word up You know and uh That's it for this week And uh See you next week. Yeah. Word up. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. that's more complex than nobody know about. I mean, super-duty, tough work. <laughs>